0: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Dory
1: and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of Habakkuk How long, O Lord? I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you, violence, but you do not intervene. Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and clamorous discord. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it readily. For the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity, but the just one, because of his faith, shall live. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.
1: If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.
0: Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him.
1: If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.
0: Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides.
1: If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.
0: Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works.
1: If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. But bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Take as your norm the sound words that you heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard this rich trust with the help of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. The Word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant who had just come in from plowing or tending a sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you've done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants." We have done what we were obliged to do, the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, we are opening up the month of October, and I want to make mention that October is Respect Life Month, and the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishop website has posted a statement I want to read. Every October, we consider more deeply why every human life is valuable and reflect on how to build a culture that protects life from conception to natural death. And this year's focus is on St. Joseph, Defender of Life. And this year, regarding the recent U.S. Supreme Court's Dobbs decision, the USCCB website has published this following statement. The Dobbs decision presents a historic opportunity to reshape society for the better, The injustice of abortion has loosened its grip on our nation's constitution. We call on Congress to seize this hopeful moment by coming together around the dignity of every human person and the common good. This begins with the recognition that every human life is a gift from God with an inalienable right to life deserving of full legal protection. We must also recognize that the family founded upon the love and mutual self-gift of husband and wife, is the first building block of society and that raising children is both a great gift and a lifetime responsibility. The USCC website also offers various resources to help individuals better understand and equip themselves with facts regarding this and other life and liberty issues that impact every aspect of our society.
0: Mm, how important those words really are. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it really shows the the faith, the work, the trust, the perseverance of faithful Christians through decades and how it finally uh you know came to fruition. And how mm-hmm. beautiful that is and how important life is. And yeah. That that's actually with our 27th Sunday today, uh we're going to really read a theme of faith and trust. We see uh, during especially the time of Habakkuk that you read, a, a time of lawlessness, a time of <laughs> time of domination and and uh you know all these wars and factions fighting against each other and I'm going to spend just a few minutes into that and and really it's it's Kind of, you look at it today, there seems to be this time of lawlessness that seems to pervade our society today. And yet that faith, that trust, that work, that prayer, how important that is for us to stay in fidelity with the church and with Christ. So, Yeah, so true. Yeah. So Habakkuk, so this is interesting. This is the only time that we listen or, or hear from Habakkuk in the whole three-year cycle. So we're going to actually spend probably the majority of our time kind of in this area here today. Um, not much is actually known about his life in person other than he seems to have been associated with the temple in Jerusalem in some way. And there's three main parts of the book. So in our reading today, we actually hear from chapter 1 and chapter 2. Section 1 of Habakkuk is a dialogue between the prophet and God about injustice. So Mm -hmm, you hear that at the mm -hmm. beginning of the reading. Right. Then the second part, which we hear from in chapter 2, is the proclamation of five woes on the Babylonian invaders. And then finally, Habakkuk ends with a final psalm announcing the revelation and victory of God. And so we're kind of in this this, uh, injustice and these five woes on these Babylonian invaders. But at the time, so that puts his writings around 605, 610 Mm -hmm. AD. But I want to kind of actually spend a little time with some geography here, because Israel, as you know, has been invaded and taken over and exiled multiple times throughout history. And it really kind of came to, I guess, uh, more obvious to me why that was going on. So if you think about Israel... Israel is in this little teeny kind of spot between south of the Mediterranean Sea and north of the Red Sea. Okay, so it's in this really strategic location that's between Asia Minor, which is Turkey, uh, Syria, which is kind of Syria and Iraq. Then you have this little spot called Israel, and then you have Egypt. So if you kind of go around the Mediterranean Sea, you have all these large bodies of, of um, countries and peoples, And then really to get from, say, Syria into Egypt, you have to go through Israel for the most part. So what happened here is way back in 720-so BC, the northern kingdom of Israel was destroyed by Assyria. So you had the height of these Assyrians, they come in and destroy the 12, 12 northern kingdoms. So they're already being oppressed. Then at the height of the Assyrian power around 660, then you see the Chaldeans in Babylonia, which we hear about today, the Babylonians, they start coming into power. So you're already oppressed by the Assyrians. Babylonians are taken over. And all of a sudden, the, there's the capture of, of you know, Nineveh and the Babylonians take take over and they eventually exile in the Babylonian exile, which obviously happens. Then there's the destruction of Jerusalem after this. I mean, all of this stuff is going on. And it just seems like generation after generation of people are oppressing Israel and and you look at that and again he's he's just crying out to the lord how long O lord (laughs) will you continue to have these oppressors send you know send and 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 overtake us and um, the one thing that i really think is a good important message to this however is every wicked oppressor will be punished by the lord of all and the righteous man will be saved provided he perseveres in his fidelity to god so even through all of this oppression the importance of that faith and that prayer and that perseverance will ultimately uh, allow us to persevere and ultimate victory. But there are many times we have to cry, how long, dear Lord, or help us, dear Lord, Oh,
1: yeah, it? exactly, yeah. I've been there, um, but I'm sure that when I cry out, it sounds more like, don't you see what's happening? You know, why aren't you doing something? And yet, Kevin, if I had resorted to prayer most of those times, rather than resorting to fear and panic, I may have had a response from God that sounded something like, Trust me, and that is why that foundation of faith and trust is so very important. But to get to that place where we respond to trouble with prayer, it takes practice. It takes discipline, and it takes determination because it's not a common or ordinary way to react to distress. In good times and in bad, God has a plan. But we also need to remember that God's time is not our time, and sometimes the lesson God has for us is to simply learn how to be patient and trust Him
0: yeah and you talk about that how long and learning to trust him. I think that you know we we have several uh, friends who are going through very difficult times now. death of a family member. We have other friends who are struggling with elderly um, parents and relatives. We have other friends who are now struggling with different types of cancers. I, I really, you know, in this time, uh, if anyone who's listening is having a family or a member or a friend who's really struggling with this, your words, I think, are so important to say, Trust me, the God's saying, trust me, and and to let that burden lift that cross from yourself and help Christ, you know, have Christ help you carry that because Mm -hmm. how important that is in these times because you don't have answers at this time and we may not know answers till the other side of this life, but how important it is that trust and that perseverance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and I think that uh, with this, when you think about faith in terms of integrity, a soundness and firmness of faith. And our faith having to have an integrity of morals, how important that is to live our life true to the gospel. And that's really what I think the re- second reading talks about is how we have to have that power and that love and self-control and take for the norm, the sound words that you hear from me. Ultimately, we have the church, we have the scripture, the apostolic tradition, and the magisterium, how important it is for that to build and be the foundation of our faith, And we see in the gospel today, even a small amount of faith is powerful, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I saw a meme recently and it said, I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. You know, when Jesus' followers asked him to increase their faith, his response is just simply, you've already been given ample faith. That's what he's talking about with the mustard seed. You know, faith is a gift from God, and the amount of faith he gives us is sufficient. But what often isn't sufficient is the way that we respond to this great gift, you know? And this goes back to what we were talking about in the second reason, you know, how we need to stop thinking about faith as a noun and adjust our understanding that faith is a verb. You know, faith without works is not faith at all.
0: Well, that's that, that's very true. And and we put this action. Action. you know we put our faith into action and and oftentimes and i know i struggle with this myself is how i want to have someone to kind of say hey thank you or doing a good job or you know you're doing great kevin you hang in there Where's whatever my and gold star that's right you know <laughs> um you know but it, it, this gospel ends when you have done all you have commanded say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. So even though it's nice to accept, you know, to receive some sort of congratulations or thanks, we should not expect these congratulations. Our Christian work is very important, but be not it's not beyond our call of duty. So we may be struggling with un, you know, unanswered questions right now with our faith or why things are going on in our lives. There may be heavy demands right now, but nothing is impossible with God's grace. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I-Radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.